This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar special, Halloween special. Happy Halloween. Does this anybody say that? Happy Halloween. Yes, no, of no course people happy say Halloween. happy Halloween. People say that? It is our Halloween episode, and it's also our 400th episode. This is Ooh. our fifth Halloween special. That's pretty crazy. If you're man. watching the video, you can see uh, the theme. If we make it 10 <laughs> years doing Halloween specials on State Paid, we got to look at each other and go, what has our world come to that we can Absolutely. survive doing Halloween We were uh, Anchorman. We were Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yep. We were Toy Story. And we just did this one. <laughs> what? Oh, Mario. Yeah, Mario. Because of the golden coins. I was going to say, we just did Toy Story, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, this year's theme is Ghostbusters. This was recommended by one of our uh, content team members. I just thought it was a genie because she's like, you guys should be the Ghostbusters. And then the theme of your episode could be, who you going to call? Yes. So that's what we're going to be talking so about So if you have today. some scary ghosts in your life, yeah. call Josh yeah. and if, Luke. The, if phone calls are the ghosts in your life, we're going to bust that this, this Wide year. Wide open, ladies Wide and gentlemen. open. I have something on the table. What did you call it? A PKG? A PKE. PKE meter. PKE meter. I manager. just revealed to people that Ghostbusters really wasn't my thing. Neither one of us have seen <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> we should have done our research for the episode. But we are here. We're going to deliver some content. But we have a huge fan in our producer, Ethan. Yes. Like, yes. This, guy, this guy literally already had Ghostbusters. Basically supplied. Like, the whole set is like his. Yeah. I had it already. Yeah. All I need is an Ecto-1 in their car. <laughs> yep. All right. But no, look, when there's money to be made in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? These four people yes. that we're going to talk about today. We're coming on up on the end of the year, which is a great time to make touch points before the busy holiday season and to start setting your goals for next year. So today we're going to be busting your fears of picking up the phone and start calling these four people in your business every single day. So we did a similar one about text messaging people that you should be text messaging in your business. This is all about picking up that phone call and actually making your calls. And the first one to grow your business is going to be the most obvious one, but those are your prospects. You would think... This is obvious. obvious. You would yeah. think it is. But I'm going to tell you how scared people are. We released Facebook ads as a service, what, probably six months ago now? Yeah, yeah as a full right? service. Yeah. It has been amazing to me. We're generating leads for people. And people are like, oh, I think I'm going to cancel. I'm like, well, well, how have your combos gone with your leads? Well, I, I just, I don't have time to call them. What, what do you mean you don't have time to call them? <laughs> like, that's the it's job. Your profession, yeah. That's the business. Yep. This is a contact sport, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in insurance, real estate, finance. Like, you're in a contact sport. That yep. means the more contacts you can make with people, the more chance of opportunity you have. Yep. And the problem is, people, here's where I think the number one issue is with people when making phone calls. They have the wrong perspective, maybe the wrong posture as they enter into the phone call. They are expecting to close a deal on the first call. And when you enter in and you put that type of pressure, imagine every shot that you take on the basketball court being like a buzzer beater shot. Yeah. That's what you're doing to yourself. You're making every shot like a buzzer beater shot instead of realizing, hey, get out there and play the game. You know what the game is? 99% rejection. That's the game. And if you go into every call thinking, hey, I'm just going to try to help these people. And whether I win or win, as I say, because you never lose on a cold call. Yep. Whether I win or win, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, they called Josh, and I got a hold of him, and he said, I'm interested or not interested in my service, and I can either move on to the next person or actually help Josh, 
or I'm exactly where I was, except I won because now I know I don't have to waste my time with yeah, Josh anymore. Love that analogy. And listen to this. If you need something to motivate you, let the actual math motivate you. Baylor University conducted a study about real estate cold calling. They took 50 agents who made 6,264 cold calls. The study showed that for every 209 calls made, an average of one listing appointment or referral was made. Yeah. So that means if you're committed to making 100 calls per day, five days a week, you can yield two listing appointments or referrals a week, resulting in 100 listing appointments per year. Yeah, just be real with yourself. Stop making excuses. Like, it's okay that you don't like to do it. There are plenty of things in life that I don't like to do, yep. but I do them anyways, yep. right? So, I mean, I particularly don't like to eat healthy, but I do <laughs> it anyways, right? Because you need to do things in life to help you actually achieve the results you want. Here's the thing I would give you tip-wise when you're calling like your prospects, right? One thing that I would dive into is your old leads. Mm -hmm. So everybody's thinking right now, your warm leads, the ones, and you should call those right away. There's a bunch of stats on that. Maybe we can talk about it, but you should really also call call old leads. In fact, we got a tip one time. I forget who to give credit to. It was someone we interviewed on the podcast, which said they would call expired listings that didn't just come onto the market, but were months and months old. Because everyone stopped calling Yes, because they found that everybody had stopped calling them. And a lot of times when you call your old leads and start from the bottom up, that you'll find that because they haven't received a call from you in a while, they don't recognize your number. You can get a hold of them and you can actually have a conversation. Yeah. If you're looking for some times to call, the best times to call from that same study showed uh, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Okay. So here's a cool stat. 31% of the calls that were were made in that time frame, this 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and yielded 53% of all appointment wow. sets. Inversely, the worst time to call is after 5 o'clock. So 42% of calls were made after 5 o'clock, but yielded only 21% percent of the appointments. Uh, See, I would not set. have expected that. That's a good stat. Yeah, to it's know. a great stat. So bottom line there, pick an hour and stick to it. Another tip for you to do is watch people. I actually uh, got on YouTube and started watching people making cold calls as part of researching this topic. And it's amazing how many people are on YouTube teaching you. Yes. They're actually letting you see how to make cold calls in their business. And a lot of these we've had on the show, Brian Casella, Chastin Miles. He does a lot of FISBO calling, Ricky Carruth, your own brother. We have video of him yep. making cold calls uh, and internet lead calls, right? Yep. So follow up to internet leads as well. So go out there. If you need some motivation or want some inspiration, watch others make it and then get dedicated and stick to those time frames. I just want to give one more stat and then we'll move to the second one is we found on our warm leads, 18 calls. Mm, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there to people that it's like, it's not just call, it's call multiple times. Put the P in persistence. Yep. All right. Number two person who you're going to call is your past clients. Remember to be referred. You have to be remembered. So you have to be touching base with your past clients and reminding them that they're still in the business. I was reading again, some stories about people that uh, had their past clients reaching out to them, asking them if they were still in real estate. Let that sink in the number of people that, that get out of real estate. There's a lot of people every year that are, that are falling out of the industry and people may have remembered you as their real estate agent, but if it's been seven years, seven, eight years, they might not even know that you're still in real estate looking for those referrals. So make sure that you're touching pace with your past clients as well. There's this stat by Del Carnegie, 91% of your past <clears throat> clients say they will refer you. 11% of salespeople ask. Mm. And they don't ask because they have this theory in their mind that they don't want to be the salesy person or they don't want to have to ask for the referral. They just want to do good enough service. Here's the reality. It's a it's the fundamentals that you have to have to get a referral. Like you have to do great service. But if you never ask, 
you will never receive at the rate you should because it's called top of mind awareness. People don't know what you need a lot of times until you let them know. Yep. So you got to stay in front of them. You got to call them. Calling your past clients is super easy, especially if you're calling like on the home anniversary uh, or the sale of their home, that anniversary. If you're calling just even randomly, you can call on their birthday. You can call, you know, during the summer, you can call randomly just to check in. Tom Ferry, I think, suggests calling once a quarter. Mm. So that tells you how often he's saying to yep. call your past clients. And if you don't know what to talk about, hey, remember the Ford methodology, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Yep. That's what you can talk about right there. And I know you have some other tips on that. Yeah. So I pulled this from David Knox training. Here's five reasons to make calls to past clients if you're struggling with, I want to call my clients, but I don't know what to say. Number one is to thank them, right? Just say, I'm feeling grateful today in my business. I want to thank you for listing or selling through me. Invite them. So invite them to a happy hour, a barbecue, a charity event. So this leads back to doing client appreciation events as well, giving you an opportunity and a reason to reach out and call your clients. The third one is to inform them. So telling them the benefits of the market, available inventory, what the interest rates are doing right now. You might be running across people who are uh, looking at thinking of investing in a second home, right? Real estate investing, it is so big. Anytime you go on YouTube now, you're probably going to get an ad about investing in real estate. A great opportunity to inform them. Number four is to survey them. So this is kind of cool talking about like what information would you like me to provide? How can I be of value to you? Another really great idea is to put together or call your past clients, tell them you're putting together a best of city local business directory. Oh, that's sweet. And you would love to know what their favorite restaurant is, their favorite hardware store, their favorite entertainment place. And then the fifth one is putting, uh, uh, letting them know that you have a preferred vendor resource. So put together a preferred vendor resource in your business and then call through your clients, let them know, hey, I just want to let you know I have an exclusive preferred vendor resources. I would love to be of value to you. Speaking of inviting people, my brother, he's opening up an office. So he's moving his team to a new office space. Yeah. And he used that as a reason to literally call his whole sphere and have the team call their whole sphere and invite them to the grand opening. Yeah. And they're going to have a food truck there and a bunch of other stuff. But I mean, that's so simple. And now he's top of mind with all his sphere. Any reason to have a party. It's yeah. going to be fun. You get to invite your clients and you get to have a good time, meet new people, connect with those old people that you've worked with. All right. That actually leads us into the third one, which are your partners. So if you've got, if you don't have a vendor resource list, build your partner resource list out, right? This can be painters. This is a lot in the real estate uh, space, but there's plenty others uh, in the other industry with insurance and financial as well, but painters, handyman, roofer, lawn service, plumbers, lenders, mortgage uh, brokers, invite a vendor, uh, invite them to a vendor, excuse me, a vendor referral partnership, and then call them when you refer someone to them. It's a great opportunity, a great touch point to let them know that you're sending business their way. And then ultimately that should trigger the reciprocity effect. They'll send business your way. Imagine too, because you can apply this to not just phone calls, but like face to face. Imagine if you had a goal for the rest of the year to once a week have coffee with somebody who should be a vendor partner with you. And the easiest way to find your vendor partners is is look at your transaction and ask yourself, who is involved? What other business is involved in my transaction? And that might be where you're not talking to them very much, but you know their client or your client that you're helping is talking to that type of person. Is there working with that business as well? Why not go to coffee? I mean, once a week, have a coffee appointment where you're meeting another referral partner and you guys now can cross market each other. You can support each other. You can share business ideas of how you're growing, how you're growing your teams, the struggles you're, you know, in your own business. I mean, there's so much benefit to making sure that you utilize your partners. It's beyond belief that most people don't do it. Yeah. And if you go in with this attitude of wanting to help not only your other businesses in your area by providing them referrals, 
but also to your clients, building this mm -hmm. resource that they can actually utilize and go in with this, uh, this, this level of service or providing that extra level of service to your clients. It's going to make that a lot more successful than if you're just trying to get like a referral fee from some people in your area. All right. Number four is your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence. Sphere of influence. Yeah. This includes your family, friends, neighbors, Neighborhood organizations, your sphere say, of influence. Say it one more time. Sphere of influence. Sphere. Okay. okay. What am I, I doing? Like, was he saying it weird or was it just me? I think it was just it's me. It's just you. It's just you. It was you. the headphones. The sphere, the sphere of influence. There was influence. a little bit of a yeah, was there, there, a, like, there was a sphere? Yeah, there's a little Ghostbusters in there. Yeah, yeah ghost something like that. Th uh, this one, this one is um obvious, but again, it's one of those things. Like I I literally talked to who was, oh, it was a real estate agent. Um, Ange, who is just coming. So our best salesman, his wife became a real estate agent. So he asked me if I would coach her and help her. And so I've been doing some phone calls with her and I literally told her, I said, Hey, every single day, what you have to commit to is reaching out to someone in your sphere. I said, it really should be five people a day, but at the very least I want one person a day. And she goes, Oh, I knew you were going to have, you were going to ask me that. That's really the hardest thing for me. Cause <laughs> you know, I just don't want to bother him. And I said, I said, you're going in with the wrong mindset. Mm. You literally just call them to check in and see how they're doing. And the first time it will be awkward because you've never done it before. But if you consistently keep it up, they'll get used to it. They'll appreciate it. And if it's genuine, where you're not really trying to sell them, but you want to help if they need any help, and you're checking in to find out what's going on in their life. What else did they need? Tell them what's going on in your life. People want to be a part of your story. You'll be blown away. Yeah, just so that's life. soccer yeah. moms where, because she's part, you know, her, she has a bunch of kids. So yep. her kids are in soccer. So all the other soccer moms are soccer dads. That's the people at her church. She used to be a fitness instructor. So I said, all of your past clients, load them up. That's part of your sphere. Now, like reach out to them. You are a fitness instructor to them. Now you can share with them. Here's a great move too. If you haven't done it in a while, open up your call going, Hey, I know I haven't reached out to you in a while. Uh, that's my bad. I should have been reaching out to you more. Like yeah. literally tell them, don't hide it. Don't act like we have this great relationship if you don't. But when you call your sphere, just talk to them and you'll be amazed what happens. Yeah. I love the idea of, cause I think you're right. So many people go in with this idea that they have to explain to them that they are now in real estate yes. and they would like their yes. business. Are you looking to buy available. or sell? Yeah. And they feel like they have to come out of that call with, a business or a referral or something versus just these people are in your sphere. You're doing life with mm -hmm. them. Just call them up and, and have that genuine conversation. Yeah, Because a year flies by five years flies by of Halloween so episodes. Oh my gosh. Before you know it, you're dressed up as a ghostbuster <laughs> and you don't know what the heck's going on. But and imagine if you were reaching your out to your sphere. You, so you, <laughs> yeah. you slapped it on and came up with a theme. <laughs> imagine if you were reaching out to your sphere all those five years where you'd be. Absolutely. You, you wouldn't even have to do the ghostbuster thing. You'd be on a <laughs> beach somewhere at this point. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes. And of course, the uh, ridiculous video of this episode. Yeah, you got to check out the mask in the background of Josh and I. I had it on earlier, but literally could not breathe through it. So I, I would have loved to see you do <laughs> the whole episode for the in episode. that mask. If you like this episode and want to support the show, two ways we ask you to do that. First is head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to support the show is to just share this episode with a friend. All right, I have some Halloween-themed jokes that were submitted by my son. Nice. Ooh, so these okay. were jokes that uh, my son read to me the other day and said I should use them on the podcast. So why was the ghost sad at the dance? Oh, Ethan's got it. He Ooh, thinks he knows it. He was ghosted? Because he had no body to dance with. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. I kind of like the ghosted one better, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right, sorry, Ryan. No, 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 no sorry. <laughs> you lost that round. They were both good. <laughs> Why was the skeleton afraid of skydiving? He didn't have the guts. He didn't have any guts. Yes, there it is. Oh, yes. man. Yes. What is a witch's favorite makeup? Mascara. Oh. Mascara. Yeah? If we would have put on makeup, we would have known. <laughs> All right. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And, of course, you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I am Joshua Stance-Stike. And I am Luke. I can't read it. Can someone read it to me? Spangler. 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 I am Luke Spangler. Spangler. That's a cool name. Yeah, that is a pretty cool name. Yeah, (laughs) That's like a country singer. Well, here's your action item, right? Besides ghost busting, your action item is you must make your calls. The number one person you should be calling right now is in your sphere of influence, right? That is the best place to get your next deal. In real estate alone, it's like 68% of all listings come from referral and repeat business. That comes from relationships. Relationships come from the people that know, like, and trust you. Get on the phone. So make a list, and I'm going to give you the same assignment I gave to Ange, the new real estate agent, at least one phone call a day. Should be for the rest of your life. But for the next week, one phone call a day to somebody in your sphere and talk to them. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 